Tom and Sam, Golden Goal Fantasy Football Podcast, chatting a bit of Sky today. Uh, game week 37 now. Um, the Sky game weeks are difficult to keep track of. We're on 37 in Sky now, which is awful confusing. Um, but yeah, how you doing, mate? It's good to good to see you. Good to have you on the stream again. Yeah, mate. I'm all good, thanks. Yeah. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I don't know. Well, I've had a bit of like a fluey thing for the last few days. Um, but I seem to be getting on getting on the end of it now. I think it's going around the country a bit, this awful fluey thing. A lot of people are coming down with it. And I think, yeah, the last few days I've been struck. So hopefully I'm at the end of it now. Yeah, that's, I think, what kept me out of last two weeks, uh, the pod two weeks ago, wasn't it? Same sort of thing. It's made yeah. its way up from sunny Cornwall then, by the sounds of it. It has, mate. It has indeed. Although I did hear um, Ben, Ben McCrum had it as well. So um, wherever he may be at, at the time, it seems like it's covered the whole entire of the the UK and wider. Have you got much to note in fantasy this week? Any noteworthy things happen for you? Any captaincy halls or anything fancy? No, I had a good week on Sky again. I wish I'd had a little bit of this earlier in the season. I've started. I know that people are running out of. Um, sorry, I'm not being rude and pulling up my thing. If I'm. I know that people are probably running out of transfers, but I've had quite a nice sort of rise or rises over the last couple of weeks um and yeah i had another kind of jump up of I want to say about nearly a thousand just under a thousand places again so um, yeah it's been an all right kind of couple of weeks um just said shame about the start of the season and uh oh, i'm the middle of the season <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not been a good one for us is it mate well, I'm in, I'm in the top 1K now, so yeah, nice. I'm making up ground nicely. I've got 13 transfers, and whilst um, Sky, I haven't got them on the graphics, but Sky have recently tweeted out um, their average transfer remaining stats. I don't know if people can see that. Yes. Okay, um, not too bad. I've got I'm 13, above. so I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, I'm the same as you, mate. So I'm just uh, nicely above the average, but unfortunately, I'm like 2.9k and not top 1k. That's all right. I still feel like you can, you definitely get a top 1k finish. I reckon. Yeah, I'm starting to think that it's it is actually possible. And um, I mean, I was I can't remember what I got last year. I think it was like 500 or something. I was absolutely gutted. I had a really in my head a really bad season again. But this season just. <laughs> completely and utterly trumps it i'll be delighted with the top 500 based off uh based off where i'm currently at so um yeah without trying to wish the season away tom i'm looking forward to start the next one yeah me too to be fair um should we have a look at the fixtures this week a second i think there is sorry to yeah there is one thing though this season that's keeping me engaged and that's the fantastic race that's opened up between paul and fergie at the top it's, it's mega isn't it awesome to see those two both fully deserving of um of their positions and obviously knock out unbelievable content so um yeah absolutely like super delighted to see them two nice and high and see see what happens to that It'd be a really exciting finish could you imagine someone finishing thir- first and second in sky that would just be unbelievable it's ridiculous yeah and if Fergie win, and if Fergie was to win, he would that would be his second major coup, wouldn't it? After the um, was it the Dream Team? That yeah, he won. He won I can't remember if he won seventy five or fifty k from uh from Dream Team, but yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, they're um, 
they're two master managers, aren't they? And that's uh, they've both proved that this season. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing kind of who comes out on top on that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's have a quick look at the fixtures. Um, so, yeah, three days of football. Um, we've got Saturday, Sunday and Monday with a nice single game day leads against Liverpool on Monday. Just starting off with the Saturday. Um, I think the captaincy one, for me at least, is quite um, set in stone. And I'll just be going with Haaland. I think Leicester, literally, I don't know how they're going to be under <laughs> Dean Smith. I, I'm really unsure as to why they recruited him. But maybe they see something I don't. Um, but for me, I think they had an opportunity to get Rafa Benitez, um, who's obviously got a track record of really doing well at Newcastle. And I think he stuck with them in the championship as well when they went down, didn't he? Um, so, yeah, very surprised to see that. I, but it means I can't look past Haaland, I don't think, against Leicester. I mean, even if he played 60 minutes, he could quite easily score a hat-trick. Yeah. I mean, for me, he's completely nutty nailed on uh, as my Sky captain as well. And, um, yeah, he's just... He's in one of those little mini-runs again, isn't he? Well, he's never been off a mini-run. I don't really know what to call it. He's just in a bigger run than he normally is. And, uh, yeah, I can see a potential couple of goals in it for him at the weekend. So yeah, I'll be on. I'll be on on Haaland on Saturday. I do think there's a couple of other good, decent options, but no one gets close to to Haaland for it. No, I'd agree. Um, are there any players that you that you'd like the look of for Saturday, just beyond captaincy? Um, how do you feel about Ollie Watkins against Newcastle? Do you still think he can pull something out of the bag? Yeah, I definitely. Mate, twelve thirty kickoff at home. They're doing really well under under Unai Emery. Um, I know that Newcastle have, I think they're top of the form chart at the moment or equal with City, aren't they? Um, so don't underestimate Newcastle at all, but I just, I think he could do really well. No, I completely agree with you. Um, we got a question. Hello, FPL Spartan. We had a question from Webby in the chat. He's just saying, who would be your ideal replacement for Rashford? He's thinking Madison. Um, I'm not sure I'd be going for Madison. What do you reckon? I'd probably say Martinelli on Sunday. I'm in the same boat. So oh, I haven't mentioned a lot of us are actually, if people haven't taken him out. I haven't taken Rashford out yet. I didn't need to for last week. Um because I've got a lot of I've got a lot of Arsenal actually. So I've got Madison at uh no, do I take Madison out for no, I've still got Madison. Yeah, I've already got Madison and I've got Martinelli, so um I haven't thought too far ahead. I wanted to wait for the the news and it wasn't the most conclusive of news either was it? it was kind of like he's going to be out for at least a game but that suggests to me that could be a couple doesn't it yeah i would say so i think he'll probably be back after the blank game week in my opinion i mean for me it's like i don't think you're right on madison by the way i mean i've got madison but i'm looking to ship him on actually um yeah kind of loading up on arsenal assets isn't isn't a bad idea and if you haven't got a liverpool captain for monday night depending on your money then maybe a Liverpool player um, or Leeds, but I'd probably still prefer to go with Liverpool personally. Yeah, to be fair, on paper, um, yeah, if I were to look at it on paper, I think I'd go for Salah. Just if I had money was no object, looking at it on paper, I'd go I'd go Salah, I think, is the replacement, to be fair. Webby's but- just saying he's he's got Martinelli and his thinking behind Madison was that Leicester have a single game day. Yeah, again, I'm in exactly the same boat. I've just got to have a little play around financially to make sure it works for me. But I'll, oh, they do. I completely get that. 
if I need to ship on Madison, though, I will. But yeah, ideally, it'd be nice to hold him and do Rashford to Salah, um, which is the move you just recommended, Tom. Yeah, and just looking that at that, happens. looking at that Leicester single game day, it's the first of May, so there's a good few fixtures before that happens. So I don't know. In my opinion, the last thing I'd want to do is bring in Madison, like with a view to have him for the single game day. Like that's not. I never think that works out for me. Where I hold a player in hopes there they can make a single game day, if that makes sense. Because there's so yeah. many variables that can happen between now and that time. Um, especially because he's got Man City as his next fixture. Sorry to poop on your Madison idea, mate. That's quite kind of what you asked for, I guess. But um, yeah, I just don't see it with with Madison. Yeah, but Leicester gave uh, City a really good game last time they played. Um. His underlying stats are all right. So I think there is a there is a flip side to this, Tom, as well. But I'm coming in it from a different position because I already have him. So it's just a case of do I want to continue to hold him? Um, but to be honest with you, the answer to that really is it's quite a resounding no at the moment, if I'm honest. Yeah, I do I also really like Gabriel Jesus. Um I don't know what formation you're playing, Webby, but I imagine you've probably got three strikers like most of us do, but yeah, I I can't fit him in, but I really like the look of Gabriel Jesus at the moment. He just feels like a nice differential, but I've got Watkins, Kane and Haaland, so there's just no way I can I can sell those guys at the moment. I've actually yeah, I'm on two at the moment, but I wanted to, but I don't have Kane, so I want to bring Kane back in. Um so I took Kane out for uh, I can't remember what exact moves I was I was on, but I've I've actually got Kane out um at the moment. So Jesus could be a good option. Apologies, I actually do have Salah. Webby Salah, likes Rashford, the Jesus show as well, so hopefully we've, we've helped him out. Yeah, so if I could do Rashford out to say Jesus, that's a really nice move, Tom, that is. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't think he takes the penalties when Saka's on the pitch. I think it's still Saka, but he just looks dangerous every game, does Jesus. And when you look at his underlying numbers, I think they're 0.8, 0.9 expected returns per 90, which is... Harry Kane, Darwin Nunes levels of of numbers. So yeah, he's a really good option in my opinion. And then you get the Arsenal single on game the first day of the game week thirty eight as well, which is a plum fixture against Southampton. Sorry that we're probably looking a little bit ahead for some of you, but um, you know that's that keeping that in mind potentially is a good idea with with the fact that you get that that first fixture as well and a nice little. Nice little fixture gain straight from the off. I'm sold on Arsenal now, Tom. I'm going to be bringing them all in. Well, that's why I know, I know a lot of people at the moment in FPL are considering bringing Jack Grealish in. And I can see the upside. Um, and I would be half tempted to do it in this game as well. But I just don't feel like he's going to start. I don't know about you, but I just don't feel like he's going to, he's going to start this weekend. I feel like if there's a game to rest him in, it's against Leicester. Like they're the I worst think, team in the league on paper at the moment. I think the, as often is the case, I think the the train has already gone on Jack Grealish, and I am proud of the one call that I made a few weeks ago on the pod, which was I think Jack Grealish is a really really good shout. That was I think that was three weeks ago. Um, I think often with Pep, when you start bringing these types of players in, he starts resting. I mean, how many times have you seen it with Mares and Bernardo Silva, um, Foden? He just starts resting them, but he's not a terrible idea at all. But I think your rationales there, Tom, are, are fairly solid, especially when we're coming to like squeaky, kind of squeaky part of the Champions League as well. And yeah, I think there'll be a bit of rest and rotation going on. 
A quick question from Colin Johnston. He asks, uh, should he go Raya to Allison on Monday? Don't don't hate the idea. I think Allison's been Liverpool's best player, along with well, probably yeah, probably Allison has been Liverpool's best player. Um, it just depends how many clean sheets you think Liverpool are going to keep between now and the end of the season. And failing any clean sheets, you've got to have a think about kind of um, Allison's sort of save bonus, um, or yeah, save but save bonus potential, which actually I think is 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 is. It's pretty good. He's a he's a very good goalkeeper. So I don't hate the idea, especially if you haven't got a salary or something. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, the only thing for me with Allison is he's so expensive. He is. And if you're not getting cleans, Tom, on a regular basis, then Your it best may off. feel like a bit of a waste of money. It's the way that Sky works, isn't it? Usually the best keepers are like the below 7 million or below that make like four or five saves a game and just guarantee you points. And that's really what Raya has been doing this season, despite the fact he's not really been keeping clean sheets. He's been getting so many saves, it, it, it makes him worthwhile. Although recently, so, not so much, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I own him as well. I had a bit of a random one at the weekend. So we had a Tony miss penalty, David Raya own goal or whatever it was, a Salah missed penalty and all the all of that going on. So anyway, back to the point of goalkeepers, it's fairly tight and can it's fairly tight and congested in top of in terms of top top goalkeepers. You've got Nick Pope with 174. Allison's actually the next highest um scoring goalkeeper with 167. Then it's Ramsdale and then Reyes in in fourth with 163. I think the only positive you can take there, Tom, is if Allison is the second highest right now with Liverpool's form, if Liverpool do somehow tighten things up at the back, then you think he could go on an absolute mad run, which I think he did last season, where it was just like 11, 12 pointless like consistently. It's just well, so I think the big question boils down to Liverpool's ability to keep clean sheets in the remaining eight or nine games. Yeah, exactly that. Um, what was I going to say? And I think at home, they're a lot stronger than they are away from home as well. So I would look at yeah, those fixtures. Yeah. Um, how many of them Leeds, are at home? Leeds away, Forest at home, West Ham away, Spurs at home, Fulham at home, um, Brentford at home, Leicester away, Villa at home. And then Southampton away on the final day of the season. I mean, they are good fixtures. It's not on. bad, is it? It's not bad at all. But like Leeds are fighting for their lives, Nottingham are fighting for their lives, West Ham are fighting for their lives, Spurs are fighting for top four. I mean, you could argue Fulham, Fulham pretty much safe. on the beach, aren't they? Yeah, Less, yeah, Leicester are fighting, Villa are just in good form, and then Southampton, well, they're dead and buried. So there's a few games in there which is quite a lot riding on it. So you want to bear that in mind. But at the same time, I don't know. My opinion for Liverpool is that the Champions League's gone, so it's kind of like. I, th- I don't think I don't know what the mindset will be in within the camp but I think it will be to get as many points as possible and I think they'll be they'll be fighting to try and get that top four so um, yeah uh, Colin you've just asked for Rashi replacements if you go back probably five or so minutes um, Webby asked the same question and we, we got to it there um, so hopefully that little segment if you wind back will help you we, we spoke a little bit about Arsenal captaincies just looking at Sunday, and I've got an interesting little bit of tactical analysis on it. Sunday the 16th, we've got West Ham, Arsenal, Forest, Man United. 
Who do you think is the best captain that day out of interest? West Ham away. Honestly, I would go... I would go Jesus, I reckon. Okay. If I had him. Okay. In Q Tom analysis, I'm ready for it. Well, so the, the analysis doesn't really affect Jesus, to be fair, but I think I'm going to go for Martinelli. Hopefully, I click on the correct screen. Well, hey. So I came across an account in the week. This tweet did some numbers, so you may have seen it if you're on um, Twitter. But it's FPL Bernie. He did some analysis on how... Um, yeah, Liverpool, how the build-up play worked against Liverpool for Arsenal compared to how it worked um, against Fulham. Against Fulham, they had Saliba in the team and against Liverpool, they had Holding. And Holding, it looks like, just has no ability to pass the ball to Ben White. And he consistently passes it to either, well, Zinchenko or one of the midfielders and doesn't play the ball to the right-hand side. And that means there's far less chances for the likes of, of Saka and Odegaard but Martinelli sees a lot more of the ball from an attacking perspective. Um, I think I actually sent this into the chat. I saw it. And I you know may have done, ben, yeah. Ben was talking about it, um, about who to go for, and I said, well, this might influence you. And Martinelli, Tom's a really, really good shout at the moment, just like just gen, like generally across the board. Um, so I think that's really a valid kind of, a valid captaincy option for the Sunday, definitely. I'd love to know who likes the Paul McNulty and Fergie are going for because you imagine if they went top at the weekend, they must have had Martinelli. So I'd be really intrigued to know who they're going to captain. Knowing Paul's That's tactics, where... he's probably going Saka, isn't he, with the most popular? But I mean, I'd, oh God, I've got just got a gut feel about Martinelli having a good game. He's. The... We'll have to stick out a poll, but I think he might be most popular that day. But I think the reintroduction of Jesus, Tom, I think if you own him, any if people own him, I think he's such a great shout. He's proved how pivotal he is. He's come straight. My concern was coming straight back in and finding form. Hasn't been he's, a problem. He's done has it immediately, it? hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd love to have, and I think I will have this, by the way, I'd love to have that Martinelli, Saka, Jesus kind of combo. And I think I'll be there on Sunday. Nice. Sounds good. I'd almost hedge mate that I think Jesus might be a better option than Harry Kane. Unless Harry Kane has a captaincy, I'd almost suggest that Jesus might be better just because he plays for a better team. Yeah, I think he's a... I don't know what his percentage owned at the moment is. Um, Let's have a look. Jesus, it must be but... like under 5%. Like everyone's got... Most people are going to have Watkins, Kane and Tony, aren't they? That's just the way it is. Yeah, 4.4% yeah. owned is Jesus in the top 1k. Do you think, I saw Paul's tweet earlier, so I don't think he, unless he already owns Jesus, I don't think he's going to go down that route because he said he's already covered, didn't he? Um, yeah, I wonder what wonder what Fergie's planning on doing. It's so interesting because I could, because I've got a surplus of transfers, I'm half tempted to, because you've got Arsenal on the Sunday. I'll go back, go back to the fixtures. Arsenal on the Sunday against West Ham. Then they play Southampton on Friday. And then Villa have got Brentford on Saturday and then a captaincy game against um, Fulham on Tuesday. So I feel like you could go, I could go Martinelli, not Martinelli, Watkins to Jesus, Captain Jesus for a couple of games and then go back to Watkins for the Watkins couple of games. That could be a way yeah. to use my surplus transfers. I know it's a bit of a luxury one, you know, using two transfers like that. But if I'm going to captain in both games, it could work. Yeah, and... 
if they both get returns, mate, then that's, that's, that's money's well spent. I know we um, looked in detail a few weeks ago, didn't we? Say looked in detail. We guessed in detail about um, Watkins' potential returns over the coming weeks, and he has absolutely smashed it, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't hate that idea at all. Yeah, I'm liking it. I'm liking it for my surplus. We'll see. We'll see what I get up to, but that's definitely an idea. Then just on the Monday, the 17th, mate, Leeds, Liverpool. Uh, it sounds like you've got Salah. I do too. I bought him in for Bruno at the weekend. Captain him against Liv uh, Arsenal. Despite the penalty miss, it still worked out quite well for me. I got a 16-pointer. I think I'll just be yeah. captaining Salah again v Leeds. Yeah, I, I brought him in for that and captained him as well. Um, like you said, he's kind of, he's got so many routes to points and I think he got us, you know, I've obviously got the goal, but he got a, quite a lot of shots that game, didn't he, as well. So, um, yeah, I'll be on Salah, I think. Uh, what have we got next? Uh, next up was just a view from our friends at Draft Hound as just to the clean sheet odds for the game week. Um, interestingly, right near the top is Tottenham um, against Bournemouth at home. I guess that's considered quite an easy fixture from the underlying numbers. But yeah, top of the tree, Man City, 55% on to keep a clean sheet against Man City, which I think if someone's suggesting they might bring in Madison this week with 55% clean sheet odds for Man City, I'd probably be put off from the idea, to be honest. Yeah, statistically you would be. But again, I was going to say new manager bounce. It's not quite the new manager bounce with Dean Dean, Dean Smith, obviously. All, I just all, can't believe all, the appointment, mate. It just I've nothing against the guy personally, but I just don't see what they see in him, I've it's got to say. Weird. It's very weird. Just like when Frank came back into Chelsea, I did not expect any bounce from, from that, and it was exactly right. But Leicester are fighting, mate, so if, there's, if they've got anything... They're going to have to give it away at City and um, I'm going to probably hold Madison for that and just see how it goes. Fair enough. And yeah, I won't go through the rest of the list because there's 20 teams there, but you can see it for yourself, the top top teams. I usually think when I do my FPL streams and stuff, I wouldn't back any teams below 30%. That's probably the region that I wouldn't say you're really likely to get a clean sheet from, but anything sort of above 30% is not too bad. Interesting, Liverpool... 33% chance against Leeds away. I would have thought, I suppose it's underlying stats, isn't it? I would have put it probably slightly higher, but it's probably about right, to be fair. Yeah, 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 I think so. I think Leeds have got a good chance of scoring. I think Liverpool will probably win the game, but I do think Leeds have got a good chance of just nicking something. And I think they got, well, they've got, they definitely like to play a little bit on the break, I think, to Leeds, and that's obviously Liverpool's kryptonite. So maybe they could just nick a goal with a ball over the top or something like that. Um, or Liverpool, Jack Harrison up against Trent or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, Liverpool's kryptonite is just defending at the moment, yeah. I think. Uh, the next one was just goal scoring and goal involvement odds. I don't think this one comes as much surprise to anyone, really. Um, Harlan top of the tree for the game week, followed by Kane. You've got to, This assumes that all the players will start. So the likes of Alvarez and Rashford obviously aren't going to play. So take some of this with a pinch of salt. But you remember how we mentioned Jesus? He's top of the tree for the Arsenal players for goal involvement and goal scoring odds. So he's 52% involvement in a goal and then 40% to score one. And there's no other Arsenal players on these lists. So, you know, if you were looking for best captain for Arsenal, Jesus is looking like it from a goal scoring and goal involvement percentage. Yeah. 
He's I'm getting like more warmed up. I'm getting more warmed up to the idea of doing that transfer. I know it seems very, very luxury, um, but if I captain him twice, it's effectively a four for zero. Yeah, just one thing that stuck out to me then is I don't have any Kane, and Kane at home to Bournemouth is uh, quite a nice fixture. Although Bournemouth have been playing quite well. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I could genuinely I could see Bournemouth even winning that game, but I just don't think. They get away without Kane scoring. I just think he finds a way to pop up in every game, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, what have we got next? Oh, uh, yeah, bit of tacky analysis. We've already had a look at the tactical analysis there. The next one was a fixture grid. Um, just to see if there are any fixture gains, really. I'm not... I don't know about you, mate, but I'm not seeing too much in terms of fixture gains to use transfers on, which is a bit, a bit scary, um, considering I've got 13 left which I think sort of justifies my Watkins decision to make. I've just got transfers to burn, it feels like, at the moment. Yeah, I think we talked about this last week, didn't we? And we said, look, there's always going to be injuries, suspensions and teams on the beach. So you, although you won't get a, you won't get sometimes a direct fixture gain, you might just get a better performing player that still outperforms your um, replacement by the desired amount, 10, 15, 20 points. So I don't think all's lost there yet, Tom. Something will come up for you transfers, mate, I'm sure. Same for me. I'm the same as you. I'm not yeah, worried about it. It looks like Liverpool have got a three-for-one over Man City, but, I mean, I've only got one Man City player, so it doesn't mean anything really to me. And I'm not selling Haaland for any reason, really. No, it's the same for... And I just wouldn't want to... I just wouldn't want to lump on Liverpool at the moment. Uh, sorry, Sebastian, mate. This is about um, Sky Sports fantasy football rather than FPL. I'll be live at 8.30 tomorrow morning for an FPL stream where I can answer that question, bud. Uh, just, I'm just having a look at the grid myself. It's on the screen for you guys to have a look at and pick any pick any gains you like. This is courtesy of FF Stuff, by the way. Um, Frank at FF Stuff has put this fixture grid together, so absolutely not taking credit for it. Um, but I don't really see too many major swings at the moment. I think going towards the end of the season, I'll be buying some Brighton midfielders just for the pure amount of fixtures they've got. But other than that, yeah, I'm not really seeing too much. No, I'm just going to do it now. Um, thank you the same. Um, finally is the mini league. We've got David Baxter, his still top. I feel like his lead is a bit smaller than it was last week, though, with Martin Felton only 20 points behind him now. So then we talked about Paul and Fergie potentially, um, you know, winning the whole prize money. But ultimately, I mean, the Golden Goal Biscuits. 50k Biscuits from Golden Goal. It's a difficult way up, in my opinion. Yeah, it is, mate, but I just favour the Biscuits. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd be inclined to agree. Um, so well done, David. You're holding that top place. You've been top for what feels like forever. And I think overall, he's probably in the top 10, isn't he? Or very close. Yeah, 11th overall. Amazing so yeah, absolutely work. amazing season, mate. Well done. Um, so yeah, I said Martin in second, Kian in third, Martin's second team in fourth. There's a big range of first and second teams up there, isn't there, in the top 100. It's good to see. Um, Dean Hicks in fifth, Glenn Murray in sixth. Shane with his two teams in 7th and 8th, Tim in ninth, and Stephen Manning in 10th. So, yeah, well done, everyone, in the top 10. Yes, mate, it's going to be a good little... Um, looking forward to seeing how the golden goal league unfolds towards the end. That's what everyone's talking about, let's be honest. Yeah, mate, it is, yeah. Yeah, it's trending. 
Absolutely. Any more for any more at all? Um, thank you everyone for joining in the in the chat. Um, I didn't have any more like content to go through. I feel like this week is not well. It is quite a simple one, isn't it? There's not many transfers other than getting rid of Rashford that people are going to be making. Um, any like any other players that we haven't mentioned in terms of Rashford replacements? I'm just conscious of Colin's question, and it doesn't look like he can fit Jesus into his team. Um, I'll probably say like even Mares, I think, is not too bad a shout this week. I think he could play against Leicester. We're definitely going to play against Leicester. Um, I don't know. Yeah, is there any other Arsenal assets that he doesn't own there, like your Sackers or your Mart? If I mean, if he doesn't have Martinelli, I'm sure I'm sure he'll have him. But if he doesn't, yeah, he does. A... I also feel like you could just go for Odegaard as well. Um, I know Odegaard seems a bit boring, but when because I'm doing this for my FPL videos at the moment, when you compare their underlying numbers, so Saka, Martinelli, and Odegaard. They've all got, I think, between the three of them, there are, I think, Martinelli's got 0.58 expected returns per 90. Um, Odegaard is 0.57 and Saka is 0.58. So they're literally the same in terms of underlying numbers. So, yeah, I wouldn't hate Odegaard as just a simple, safe choice either, to be honest. I think Odegaard is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I like him as an option, mate. And I think those stats have actually proved themselves over the course of the season, really. They've all popped up, haven't they, with um with 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 goals. Yeah, absolutely. There's not much between them. I know um Martinelli scored the most goals, but there really isn't that much between them in terms of attacking returns. So yeah, I'd be inclined to agree. And I'd also say with Odegaard, he's seems to be nailed, doesn't he? I know he got subbed early against Liverpool, but I think that was more of a tactical thing. But he's the club captain and there's no competition for his position. Obviously, Martinelli, although he's probably first choice over Trossard, he's always got Trossard, whereas Odegaard has just sort of got his position to himself, hasn't he? Yeah, I agree, mate. Yeah, I think he's really nice, nice, safe Arsenal pick and bet, and you're going to pick up more points between now and the end of the season. I'll tell you who is a good option, Tom, as a replacement. If, you, as he, if you've got a spare forward, is um, Callum Wilson? Oh, I've had nightmares from that guy. Fair enough. I'll let you. I'll let you carry on. I, see, I haven't, mate. I've had good. I've had good. <laughs> I've had good times with Callum Wilson. Um, again, you have to look at the fixtures, but he's been ticking over really nicely recently. As we said, Newcastle's form's really good. There is obviously the injury risk with him and the Isaac risk with him, but I think he's a great pick. Yep, no one's got him in the top ten k, uh, top one k at the moment. No one owns him at all. At all. His next fixtures, he's 0.1% owned, which is the default. Um, so yeah, 0.1% means zero. His next fixtures are Villa, Tottenham, Everton, Southampton, Arsenal, Leeds, Leicester, Chelsea. I think those are all games that Newcastle could well win and Wilson could score in. Apart from, obviously, the new Arsenal one's a bit difficult. But it's at St. James's Park, so anything can happen there, I think. So you, so United, he got a goal. West Ham, he got two goals. And then he got the assist at Brentford. But against Brentford, he also had the goal disallowed as well, didn't he? So he could have been... So, yeah, I, he, I like him. But I understand the risks. And obviously, a lot of people do when he's not 0.01%. But I think if... Yeah. You know what I'm like with it, Tom. I'm a little bit mav like a mavericky, aren't I? Um, at times with, with my transfer selections, which I think sometimes affects my overall rank. But... Um. Yeah, <laughs> there's a little option for him to come in there. I think I'd, and I think I'd be quite happy to take a punt on him. Definitely. You just got to laugh out of FPL Sparta as well. I remember there's a clip of me, <laughs> and you can find it on our Twitter, and it's probably on this YouTube channel somewhere. 
there's a clip of me trying to bring Wilson into FPL. It was one of the weeks where um, it was one of the weeks where the game froze. Oh, absolute nightmare! Um, the game froze while we were all waiting for the Man City team news, and my transfer was bringing in Callum Wilson live on the stream, and I pressed the confirm transfer button with two seconds to go, and the game crashed. Um, and then Wilson went on to score two goals and got two assists. And yeah, I got blocked from transferring in by the game crashing. No chance of that with Sky, though, to be fair. Yeah, and that's why there's a lot of downsides to um, just seeing the comment from uh, Sparta. I've just pulled up the lights. Yeah. Sparta, I'm going to hold you to this. If, if Wilson goes on a, uh, if Wilson goes on a mad one, mate, this will be brought back up in the, in the, in the chat. If he doesn't go on a mad one and gets injured, I'm never going to mention it again. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing with Wilson, Tom. He goes on those little little mini runs of really good form, then does his hamstring, and then and then he's out out the team again. Mate, I think when he's fit, and it's proved at the World Cup, I think when he's fit, he's England's second best striker. I think he's that good. Um, obviously, on a level with Tony now, I think Tony's really picked things up. But yeah, I think the guy is amazing. But yeah, he's got hamstrings made of cheese, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, does. He does indeed. I think there's, is there another question there, Tom? Um, potential transfers: Madison to uh, Madison to Martinelli and Chilwell to Trent. Oh, yeah, that was a, yeah, you, yeah, you it's an FBL that, one, mate. I'm that afraid. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. My apologies, I didn't see the FH bit until I'd already read it out. Cool. I don't have any more to say, mate. Should we leave it there? I'm conscious you've got to go and do something this afternoon, so I don't want to keep you. Um, but yeah, I think we've covered all the important topics, and yeah, we're both on Twitter. You can see down below our Twitter handle. So. Yeah, just send us a message, give us a tweet if you want any to us to answer any more questions. I definitely prefer to be chatting in uh, football than work, but um, yeah. All right, then we'll leave it there. Um, we'll have another one of these up next week. Um, we'll work out a time nearer the time, and yeah, have a good have a good weekend, everyone. Good luck. May your well, I don't really do green arrows in the sky, do they? But I'm going to say it anyway. May your arrows it's, be green. Yeah, they. But they now put one there, don't they? If you've had a good week, you see the old, uh, you see the old arrows in there. Oh yeah, so you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, you're right. So it's now part of it. Hey man, uh, Manchester United. We're just finishing stream, mate. So feel free to um, rewind to the start and uh, and watch it. Yeah, watch it from the beginning. I was just gonna. I was gonna add in on on top of Callum Wilson. Just looking at the top scoring player of last game week. Mate, you that's an offence to me, that is, Tom. So he's got two goals and an assist in his last two, old Jordan IE. His <laughs> next fixtures, right? His next fixtures, Southampton, Everton, Wolves, West Ham, Tottenham, Bournemouth, Fulham, Forest. That's Crystal Palace's remaining fixtures. Roy, uh, Roy, Roy Keane, Roy Hodgson has managed to get a tune out of him, hasn't he? I, can't, I, thought, I thought he'd have the opposite effect to what they've done. I thought he'd make them really solid defensively um, and not score any goals, but... I think done the opposite. Do you want another little um, outlandish pick, Tom? Are you going to say Elise? I am indeed. Yes. I've just bought him in fan team. To be fair, I think he's a he's he's a great little pick. Again, it's kind of yeah. You've got to get him when he's on, haven't you? He's not the most consistent of players, but um, there's no doubt is his talent and and Palace are on a decent little run. So again, don't hate that idea at all. I'm just going to have a quick look. I know we said we'd finish. I'm just going to have a quick look at who Palace's penalty taker is when Zaha is not on the pitch. Oh, Ed- Edward, it says. And obviously Milijojevic when he comes on as well. Okay. 
yeah, you were sort of hoping for Elise or Ayu or something oh, there, yeah. weren't you? <laughs> Jordan, are you, man? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You heard it here first. You... Jordan, are you? Well, we've had a few um, outlandish punts, Tom, haven't we? With Wilson, IU, Elise, we may as well continue the trend. Absolutely. All right, we'll leave it there then. Um, yeah, as I said, catch you folks next week. And yeah, hope you have a good weekend in Sky Fantasy Football. See you later. Hey, folks. Yep, see you later, Ron. Thanks for watching.